Hello everyone. It has been a couple weeks since you guys have heard from us and we are super excited to be back on the mic. Uh, Dr. Brandon and I had to take a trip and we're back and we're ready to catch up on some episodes for you guys. So today we are going to chat about what it takes to be the top in your profession. So what some of those top performing people, whether it's athletes or doctors or business owners just in general, what they're doing differently than their peers or their competitors to really just rise to the top and be the best that they can. Enjoy. In three, two, one. Just kidding. I'm recording. <laughs> All right. Holy shit. We're back. We've been Finally. Going for a while. Hi, uh, Brandon and Chelsea had to go on a business trip out to, uh, to Charlotte, to Lake Norman, and uh, visit one of our amazing new offices. And uh, then we missed that week. The week before that, we were at a conference with Cal Jam and Billy D, and that was crazy. So anyway, bottom line is, we don't accept excuses on this podcast, and I'm, I'm giving you a bunch of them. So our apologies for uh, the two, two and a half week hiatus, but we're back with a vengeance. And today we're going to talk about, uh, Chelsea, what are we talking about today? Being the best, being the best at what you do. Let's talk about just like separating yourself. So like there's good, you know, there's the whole like 10% control, 90% or 20% control, 80% of your market. We know that's true in pretty much every business. And then of those 20%, there's the top half of those guys. I want to talk about the top half of that top half. And so we start to get to the top like one, 2%. A lot of These are the people that run your profession. These are the people that are dominating. And let's talk about how, how to get into that grouping, uh, or at least our opinion on that. And what kind of prompted this was... Uh, Taylor Swift's new uh, documentary called Miss Americana. And although I like her music, I think she's she's a, an amazing uh, icon of her profession and a businesswoman. And she's just like, uh, we'll go into that a little bit. Um, I, I'm, I wouldn't consider myself a huge fan. It's not like I'm going to concerts and different shit like that. I just wonder when the song comes on, I'm like, yeah, it's a pretty right. good song. So um, whatever. So but so let's talk about that a little bit because I what I what I when I watched it, I know you guys haven't even seen it yet, but essentially here it is. It's just the story of Taylor Swift, right? But big, okay. big shot. But what I'm amazed by is because you know the end result. So in other words, you see her trying to write a song, and then of course you know how that song sounds, and you know it's number one, and you know it makes like seven hundred trillion dollars. So but like, it's amazing what that girl will do when she sits on a piano and it's like, ding, dong, ding, ding. And then all of a sudden it's like the song that you know. And then she's making up these words as she goes. Then she's like, no, wait, try this. No, wait, try that. And then it's like done. And some of this stuff is written so quickly. You just start to see like she plays at a different level than other people. And I mean, part of that, let's be honest, is just innate. She's more talented right. than most people. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think there's it to that, especially if you're talking about the best basketball player, the best quarterback, uh, the best pop star. Like, I mean, th- there's a voice, there's a there's physical attributes, yeah. right? I mean, so yeah. not everyone, like, no matter how hard you, tr- I'm gonna tell you right now, everyone listening to this, I'm, and I feel safe saying that I'm talking to everybody, <laughs> you're not gonna be the best NBA point guard ever if you just get to work on it. 
Like right. it, as sad as that is, yeah. but in your business field, you could, sure. right? Because you can still dominate that. So let, let's go into the not like you need to be seven foot one to dominate the center position crew. You don't need to run a four, two, three, 40. We're going to go into how you dominate in chiropractic, how you dominate in real estate, how you dominate in your clothing store, your financial advisor place, et cetera, et cetera. So let's talk about a couple of key uh, attributes that we see in these people that not only like succeed, but dominate in their profession. What do you got? Okay. So let's stick with the sports analogy. You're kind of going down that path. I think all great athletes, Tom Brady, LeBron, Kobe, whatever you want to say, they all were super good at basics. And when I say that, I mean things like footwork, things like elbow position, where to, where to get the arm up to throw the football, how to place the hand on the basketball, all these little things that we don't even think about or seem super silly when we talk about those people I just mentioned. Well, they don't have to practice that. They're naturally good at it. You see them out there all the time. Uh, what was that one um, Drew Brees thing? You saw Drew Brees at yep. the end of a game. Yep sitting there working on a little five-yard slant. The guy had probably thrown 3,000 times in his career, but he mm-hmm. still works on it over and over and over and over. So for me, that's my first answer. The basics, the, the simple, simple things that make these guys incredible um, are essential. Well, we've talked about a couple of these videos. The, the other one that I think you're talking about is like, it shows Drew Brees inside their practice facility after everyone else had left. Yeah, practice has been over. And he has headphones on, and he's going over every play – of a game plan just in his head. And then like the footwork that's, you know, goes along with that. And so I don't remember who recorded it. I want to think it was like an equipment guy or maybe it was one of the players or something, but just showing like essentially what excellence looks like. Like this guy is a hall of famer. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the game. He could easily go home and hang out. You know, he's got a a family and, you know, a, a wife and kids and whatnot, but like, he can't do that because he can't leave not knowing that he hasn't like mastered that Tom Brady. We talk about best quarterback ever. Right. I mean, so, and he nonstop goes through these basic five-step drop, seven-step drop, three-step drop, look, you know, like, and he's doing these things that it looks like a high school kid would do. And in fact, having coached young kids in football, I would have quarterbacks that are like, I got that. I know it. That's boring. Like I'm way beyond that. It's like, listen, Jack, you're not beyond that. Like, I mean, Tom Brady's still doing the same shit. Mm-hmm. It's shooting free throws, right? It's LeBron shooting free throws. He knows how to do it, but he still does it. So, yeah, now we're back to the athletically talented people that you're not going to be anyway. <laughs> but we're talking about, like, even what it takes to, to, like, excel at their level. And it's commitment. It's hard work. It's outworking your opponent. It's a lot of the same shit you need to do in your business. Putting it back into what, what we do on a daily basis, uh, a simple example is a, a pre-shift. And, and this can be done for any business, but we do this in our, in our clinics. At the start of our day, we gather as a team 15, 20, 30 minutes before the clinic doors even open, and we game plan for that day. And, and there's all kinds of discussions that are gone over about what are we doing with this person, what needs to happen here, oh, let's not forget about this part, this part of the schedule looks a little more hectic, how do we manage that? And we, we lay out each other's roles before the day even begins, and as simple as that is, it's a basic step that sets the tone for the entire day for that office, for that doctor, for that staff. And, and, and again, that could be applied to any, any business model, but that's another basic that I think is super easy to do, but people overlook it or can say, ah, eh, that's not too important, or I don't have time to do that in my morning, when in fact it sets the whole entire tone for your day. Yeah, I yeah. think that has a lot to do with the, the details in the basics too, because like every one of those drills you guys are just talking about, it's like 
it's not just that they just do the same thing over and over, but they pay attention to all the little details, like what way their foot was turned or was their shoulder dropped or different things like that. And same with pre-shift, like you're talking about, you know, it's what patients can we show that extra attention to, or who needs this shown to them or who needs this, like being very specific in the, yeah, intentional in the basics. Um, because there's a lot of times where I was trying to think of like good examples of just things that we do every day that we, you know, think we have down pretty well. But if you pay really close attention to each and every one of those details that goes in to make up the basics, I think that's where you can really set yourself apart. Well, and I think if you don't pay attention to it daily, you start to, you start to drift, right? You, and we notice this all the time from people maybe that had done very well at a certain time. And now they're like, I'm frustrated. I can't grow. I can't do this. And you're like, well, you know, you're starting to ask some questions they're like, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm doing that. I'm doing that. Then maybe you pay a visit and see like, you're actually not doing that. Mm-hmm. It's like the pre-shift. It's like, oh, we're way too busy to do that. Well, well, that's why you got busy in the first place, right? So now you're getting away from all the stuff that made you successful. And a lot of times if you overlook the basics and believe me, yeah, when you play at a high level, you've got to do things other than the basics, Mm -hmm. But you can't skip the basics because you got to master that until you can start to build upon that. So, I mean, it's not like Brady doesn't put in new plays based upon the competition, you know, and he has to work on that and memorize that new players and stuff like that. However, he still has to work on the bare ass minimum and and not only work on it, but dominate that. So, you know, I think that's a good point. I mean, focusing on the basics, don't overlook them, uh, you know, uh, master them, practice them, dominate them. Etc. is essential. But Chelsea, what's another thing that uh, you see the elite doing in their profession that others don't do? I think um, one thing is saying, well, these are two different things kind of, but staying consistent and um, motivated to just keep moving forward, not losing momentum. So I guess momentum would be, would be that because those two things kind of consistent and motivation help with momentum, but not losing that momentum when you start doing really well, or you do reach the top and not to just kind of kick back and relax, you know, but to keep going. Yeah. So what throws people off momentum? Cause I think there's a lot of things that that's a list in and of itself that we could cover. Shift of focus, I think is a big one. Yeah. And I would say getting knocked on your ass. I mean, this is the whole thing we talk about. Like it's easy to have momentum when you're winning. Mm-hmm. It's really tough to keep momentum when you all of a sudden suffer a loss. And so when you go through something tough in business and it it varies, you know, when you lose the home sale or you lose a patient that wants a refund or, you know, whatever the case may be, we all are going to face that adversity. And really to me, that's what separates a a winner in the entrepreneurial arena versus not is that you can respond to what other people couldn't. What would buckle one guy does buckle you. What would, you know, send, uh, you know, one entrepreneur to their knees is something you use to learn from and get better from. So I think that the key is to be elite, you have to not only know challenges are coming, but to some extent, welcome them, bust through them, and then get better because of it and learn from it. So mm-hmm. another thing I was thinking about is that when I look at these elite people, singers, athletes, whatever it is, they're not just doing it for money or, or to be well known as a singer. Like it is truly their passion. And we've talked about this before. Maybe it's yep. an over over said cliche, but these people freaking love what they do. Like yep. it's not even at some point it doesn't even become as much about the championships, but their whole entire legacy 
and I think of greats like Kobe and Jordan, all those guys, again, they were cementing their legacy. Yes. With championships, but mm-hmm. what they meant to the entire sport, to their entire profession, that was that important to them that they were so great. Well, and if we talk about, so we started with Taylor Swift, so let's talk about, I mean, she could have ridden off into the sunset right, worth right. hundreds of millions yep. a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And, and been like, and so many people are like, why are you still working? Like I wouldn't work. And it's like, you're right. She'd be like, well, why the hell wouldn't I create music? That's like what I'm all about. That's what I want to do. And, uh, you know, she wants to do that. So I think that like, yeah, you're right. And I think I would even add to that. Some people have um, either changed their profession and like and for us, chiropractically, that's what we want to do. We want to bring it to the forefront of healthcare. We want to educate people on what it's truly about. We want to get rid of all the misconceptions of what it is. So there's a lot of that that has nothing to do with money coming in. Now money comes in because we do that, but we don't, we don't, you know, we don't just chase the buck. We want to modify the profession and really build practices. And because of that success follows. The other thing is social change. I think some people, you know, they want to create some kind of movement, not only for themselves, you know, uh, Tom Shoes is that way. Like the different people have this, this different goal underlying of like, they may want to, you know, uh, be all about water for, for people that need it. They may want to be all about getting off drugs. They may want to be about putting shoes on kids that wouldn't have them. You know, uh, all, all people have some sort of social impact they want to make as well. And I think that also drives people and keeps them motivated because they're not only helping themselves, but they're helping others. Right. Right. I know. I always think like in, in our company, obviously um, it's so nice to have patients who just their lives have been changed because you get to focus on that. And it's like, it's reminds you of what your why is and, you know, kind of reshifts your focus and reignites that passion for the doctors and the staff within the company. So it's always good to celebrate those little Mm -hmm. things along the way too. No, without a doubt. And I think to that point, <clears throat> I mean, I think the elite definitely are, are goal oriented. I think that they have uh, something in mind. This modifies, I mean, because they, they hit these goals, they shatter them, they modify, you know, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos probably never had the goal of being the richest man in the world when he was sitting in his garage trying to think of how this would work. But of course, now probably that's part of his goals, you know, so I mean, now uh, he starts to modify those. I think all of us when you open your first restaurant, you're not thinking, how am I the most successful restaurateur in the world? You're thinking like, how do I make a living doing this and, and, and love what I do? But after that one's killing it, you may say, how do I do it twice, then 10 times, now franchise, now, you know? So, I mean, your goals modify, but every year, I know most of our docs, I mean, we've kind of created a culture where we, we, we talk goals all the time. As a group, we talk them. Accountability-wise, it helps, and you know, and helping people fine-tune their goals. But what most people do is take themselves and their team and everyone that's significant to achieving their goals, usually away for some sort of weekend or a goal setting session. They sit down, they go over it. You know, they're discussing what exactly they need to do that year to dominate this field that they're in. And uh, I know, man, you and Rebecca do that all the time. Every single year you guys do that. So maybe you can even talk a little bit about what that's meant for you guys. We do. We started a tradition. I don't know when it was five, six years ago, where we, we said, hey, we're going to take a whole weekend. We're going to get away from the kids. We're going to get away from work, family, everything. And we, we always rent a nice place, um, sometimes local. Sometimes we go out of town. And um, we lock ourselves essentially in a room for the weekend and just hammer out, all right, what's 2020 going to look like? What's 2021 going to look like? And that's personal goals, financial goals, family goals, you name it, whatever's important to you. And we try to map it out. And then after uh, racking our brains and bottles of wine later, we go out for dinner. We have a nice, nice night together. And 
it's something we've always done. For us, it works. I, it doesn't have to be for anyone, but for us, it certainly works to really lay out, plan out what our year ahead is going to look like. And it's something we've done, yeah, for a long time. Chelsea, do you do anything like that? Yeah, I am. Um, last year, I actually copied, or maybe it was two years ago, I copied Dr. Brandon's little board where he split his goals up into different sections just because that helps helps you kind of zone in on or hone in, I guess, on different areas of your life that you want to have goals. Cause, um, no matter what your profession is, I think it's important to have, you know, goals in different areas, not just business, but also personal health, you know, whatever, whatever sections are important to you, um, making sure that you're hitting on all parts of your life that need focus. Well, and I think that's a big point because I think what people sometimes overlook is that all those all those different quadrants bleed into each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you want to spend more time with your kids, you still need to make the money, right? And you still need to have a successful business. So then you have to see how do I have to modify my work so I have the flexibility to spend more time with my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it all comes into play. When you spend more time with your kids, you're going to work happier and you probably achieve goals at a higher level. So but your health side has to be good to go. Otherwise you're not going to be able to play with your kids because you don't feel like exactly. yeah, you're right. It all bleeds into one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So working out lets you have the energy to do the things yeah. you need to do, including work and kids and, and all that different stuff. So mm-hmm. I think those all bleed into each other big time. So Uh, I'm going to switch gears to one I think is huge. And we've talked about this before. It's big in my book, but it's tough sometimes. Easy to say, tough to do. And that's the ability to delegate. And if you don't take some of the stuff off your plate, everyone that starts their own business is a one man or woman show. And you start to dominate. And I've seen what it does to people that just try to put the world on their shoulders and just drive. And it just exhausts them. They just, everyone reaches their point where they just can't do it. And they know that. They know one person doesn't make a team. They know no successful business has ever been one person, right? So there's other people involved in this and you've got to learn of what is going to make you the most success and the most money in your business. And that's what you do. Shit that you don't need to do is stuff that just takes your time that you could pass on to someone and create an entire different position. Many times that person's better than you at that, at that role in, in your company. So I think finding the ability to delegate your tasks is going to allow you to grow at a higher level than if you just say, I'm going to do everything myself and then get frustrated because quite honestly, you do everything half-assed then and nothing at an A-plus level and that, that sucks. Maybe a way to think about that and that you guys will relate to this because you're parents, but I feel like Rebecca and I do a really good job of this at home when we're parenting, of knowing what to delegate, who's better at what. Um, I'll, I'll get together lunches at night. I can slap together some peanut butter sandwiches or turkey sandwich, something along those lines. Rebecca's much better at getting the kids to sit down, focus on spelling words. We're doing reading and she's just more patient with that and can sit them down and really dial that in. And then we know who's doing bath time with the little one versus the big ones. We delegate all this stuff to get through the rest of the day to wrap up the day and finish our parenting. Um, but there's no way I can do all that stuff on my own, but we're pretty good at delegating that. And you guys know what I mean with, with kids and we all have different age kids, but similar to, I think the analogy you're saying there, when we delegate it, man, are we that much more successful as, as parents? So yeah. Just, and just, I, sorry, just go ahead. Really quick. I don't want to let this go. But, oh, what did I say so, there? Something funny. So Here comes. in your parenting roles, I'm a turkey. You're better guy. at making peanut butter sandwiches and Rebecca's better at the education of your kids. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Do you hear that, Rebecca? Do you hear that? (laughs) I'm just kidding. But those sandwiches are yummy. You'd love one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What was I going to say? I was going to say, I bet Taylor Swift knows how to delegate because she, you know, is getting lots of shit done all the time. And you know she's not doing it all. 
Well, I mean, the thing is, with like, I think it's so great to watch somebody that because we don't really, I mean, we see the adversity. Like right now, she's going through, and I again don't know the whole story, but I know that the people that created her music like own the music, and essentially, she couldn't even like sell the songs and play the songs of shit that she did that was like number one because she had that mix up with them. And she picked the fight, man. She like she is is fighting them for that entire process. So to say like, well, yeah, once you have it made, though, you have it made. You're not going to go through bullshit. Like she's going through bullshit. It's it may way have bigger two bullshit. More zeros. <laughs> yeah. Really expensive bullshit, like billion dollar bullshit, which is you know probably tougher. I don't. I have million dollar bullshit, not billion dollar bullshit. But but <laughs> it's amazing what they go through. The key is they don't let it stop them. Right. And what other people would do is just say, I'm done. I'm going to be on, in the lawsuit for a while. Or I'm going to go, you know, into my little corner because I, I'm having a hard time. And someone like that just keeps knocking out, you know, number one albums, number one songs, just, you know, it goes right ahead. So everyone has their adversity. You know, we've seen people like Kobe, who's recently obviously, um, you know, in the news. But I mean, we've seen him go through adversity. And I think so many people are starting to realize we all have those moments that we went through in life that were tough and you had to overcome them. You know, whether it's something you did, something you said, whatever the case may be. And he's a great example of that. He just goes and wins championships, right? He goes and develops team. He develops and, and raises a family. He focuses on what's important to him. And so we start to see the ability to not listen to the noise. Um, quite honestly, it was one of the, my, one of the things I noticed early on about my father-in-law who's, prominent in the in the profession of, of chiropractic education and practice management and all kinds of stuff. And there would be people that are bad mouthing him at the school. And, and so many people loved him. But I would be like, doesn't that drive you nuts in the newspaper when that one kid is like ripping? He's like, I don't even didn't even read it, man. Like he's got bigger things he's worried about. And so people don't take themselves down to the level of all these little people. Because we know, and it's overused cliche, but it's so true. If you don't, you're not creating haters. You're not doing something right. You're not even making enough noise in your profession. So you're going to piss people off on your climb to the top, and that's okay. You got to. God, is that person. hard? Right? That's so hard to do. Easy, I, I, don't, yes. I, don't, I don't know how. Easier said than done. Yes. Yeah. Some people have that gift better than others for sure. But you got. I mean, you got to. If right. you don't, you're going to be like, you're going to argue with that one person yeah. and not not make the education you know perfect for the next three hundred. So it's. It's exhausting, you're right, and it's really tough to do, but you got to look past that bullshit and not get down into the mud with all these people and more focus on the bigger picture of vision type stuff. So, yeah. man, yeah. it's tough to be number one. There's a lot of shit you got to do. That's what, <laughs> that's what we're doing. But what else are we missing? Anyone else have anything else that we're missing? These people? I mean, there's a long list, but what else are we missing here today? Um, I don't know. That could that's be good to just... Like we said, we gave a couple there. So it's trying to keep it simple with that. You can't change all this stuff overnight. So keeping it simple with sticking to the basics, stay in discipline, don't listen to the bullshit. I think it's a good list for people to, to start to change just a couple of those. You can't change everything all at once. So even making a couple of those simple changes and next thing you know, you're, you're the Taylor Swift of peanut butter making sandwiches. Easy, so, yeah. easy. <laughs> I'm going to add one more in because I think it applies to everybody as well. And it's, you know, back to the athletics, it's, there's really no off season. And it's always been a cool quote. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that the t-shirts we used to have for our football teams are like, it said on the back, what's an off season, you know? And so, but, but it's true. Like, I mean, there, there's breaks, like, don't get me wrong. Like you spend time with your family, you may take a week vacation. You don't focus on anything. But when the season ends, these guys aren't waiting until the next season to get back into the gym. You know, when when someone that's a 
again, Taylor Swift, when she goes away on vacation, she's probably sitting there on a beach writing songs in her head, right? Even though she's relaxing and chilling out. Mm-hmm. I know I'm that way nonstop. When Vanessa and I are drinking wine and hanging out watching Sunset or we're in Cabo or we're in Telluride or whatever we're doing, we're always talking about business and ways to get better, more creative, things we can do that are going to help us get to, you know, achieve our goals. So again, it goes back to a little bit. You love what you do. Right. I was going to say, it's not, you love entirely right at the moment. You're loving sipping a Corona at the poolside in Cabo, but it's just who you are. And I know you for years now and and people that are successful, I think are this way too. They just, that's them. That's just who they are. That's what you would prefer to talk about first. Right. Although you can pick and choose which part of that discussion you want to have. Yes. That's just what you like to talk about first. And, and Chelsea, you're much the same way with, with business that you get involved in as well. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. You, just, you just naturally gra- gravitate towards that. Because you enjoy it. it. Like, right? It's just what you want to do. Right. So it's like when people are like, don't you ever take a break from talking about work? Not really, because I like talking about work. I mean. Yeah. yeah and also to- when there's obstacles or challenges to overcome, like I can't really rest or feel settled until you know we've we have a solution or yep whatever whatever it is that like sometimes just and, and people's personality probably differs but to me like i i'm a person that needs to talk through shit mm-hmm. if i'm frustrated if i'm mad like i don't want to just put it on the back burner for three days and i'll hit it on monday because it'll ruin my friday saturday sunday to know that monday morning i haven't even approached this thing I way would be better like sitting up on the deck, watching the sunset, drinking some wine, talking through and maybe Friday night, nothing solved, but we kind of throw out some stuff. Hey, you know what? Saturday morning, something popped in my head. I had an idea. What do you think of this? No, that sucks. Okay, good. Boom. Sunday morning. Hey, you know what? How about this? Yeah, shit that I see what you're doing. And then before you know it, like you start to feel better because if, if you just put stuff on the back burner, burner or even worse, like you act impulsively right away without thinking through shit, you never come up with the best solution. So mm-hmm. you just got to realize that there's going to be some tough, tough times, tough stuff to talk through. When you do that, you always come with an outcome that is going to make it worth its while. And it's going to actually prove to be beneficial for your growth, your goals and your, and your business. So I, you're maybe getting ready to wrap up, but that reminds me of like another one, successful people, they respond appropriately within a, an appropriate time frame. You just said it. Don't fly off the handle right away and, and make some rash decision when something crazy happens. But also you can't just shove it in the back corner and say, oh, I, don't, I don't know, I'll get to that. Yep. Um, I think everyone that I know has been extremely successful. They always respond very appropriately, but in a super timely manner. And not necessarily with the answer. Right. But, but just something like, moving right. forward. Yes. They're taking action. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate your feedback. So I'm thinking about it. Appreciate your feedback. I'll have an answer to you by noon. But just like radio silence. Sometimes yes. I'll text the doctor, a doctor on a question on something right. and just like nothing for like two days. I'm like, dude, I know you got your phone in your pocket. Right. I've been around you. You keep right. it with you all the time. Yeah. How come you didn't respond to my question? Yeah. But rather than respond, it's easier maybe just to sit in silence, but nothing gets done when that happens. Well, because you respect when someone says, I appreciate it. I'm thinking on it. I'll get yeah, back with you, yeah. whatever the case may be. But you're right. Like you have to respond and let people know you're on it. But again, that's a bigger picture of like avoidance never solves a problem. Mm-hmm. So when you don't handle something, whatever, I'm gone for the weekend. Sorry, I'll deal with that shit Monday. No, that's not going to cut it for a high level person. Now, it'll cut it for maybe, you know, a, a, a person that's not going to make it right. Or it may cut it for someone that's going to be just an employee their whole life. But if you're going to create a, a, a dynasty or a badass business, even you got to handle that shit. And I, I love that quote as entrepreneurs, you know, the only people willing to work an 80 hour week so they don't have to work 40 is kind of true because you have to earn that ability. And you do that by working at home. Now we play golf on maybe yeah. a Tuesday afternoon, 
Sometimes Tuesday afternoon, we're talking business the entire time. I may go home and answer emails till 7.30 at night. Like, it's just like, but I do it on my terms, my schedule. And that's what most people want. But you can't have one way and then not also. Can't have your peanut butter sandwich and eat it too. No, you can't have your peanut butter sandwich and educate your kids. That that should be your goal. Powerful. Write that down. So let's take this home. Let's wrap it up. For first of all, everyone, do yourself a favor and watch that documentary. Right, you'll just see excellence at work, and uh, it's kind of cool to look at that and see how badass that is. Another one that we haven't talked about is what's the Tony Robbins one? I'm not your guru, yeah, or something like that. It's another good one because in his field, he's dominated. He's he's revolutionized the personal development field completely, and it's super interesting to watch. You know how that how that goes on and what he does, but you know. Long story made short, there's a long list of things you need to do that separate you from the pack. And we went over probably 10 today of the maybe 100 that you need to do. But if, like Brandon said, if you just start with these and start to respond right away, start to think through things, start to know that you can get up when you've been challenged and you can you know, shatter through some of this type of stuff. You have a purpose behind what you do. You're doing what you love. You're not just doing it for the money. You're doing it because you want to, you know, you do it for nothing. Uh, those are certainly some of the bare ass minimums you need to do. So uh, closing thoughts from either of you two as we wrap up. I was just going to say that the mediocrity is just exhausting. So if you think it's exhausting to become number one or the best in your profession, I think it's the other way around that being mediocre is equally, if not more exhausting where you just coming up with all these reasons and excuses and complaints about why you're not number one. That's, that's more exhausting to me. I'd rather thrive, strive for, for number one than keep defending mediocrity. So. Yep. Well, yeah, definitely. I love all these, I love all these points and I think that they can apply to so many different people and so many different professions. And I can't wait to watch the Taylor, the Taylor Swift one now. Well, you're, you're, a, you're a Taylor Swift fan, so you'll like it even yeah. more. Swifty. Not as hard as bossy business, but you know, she's, no. she's like a diehard fan. So Roxanne's probably seen it 10 times, but uh, I guess my closing thought is as well as you're starting to dominate in business, it doesn't mean you need to recreate the wheel. I'm not trying to say that you can take what other people have built and then dominate that profession. So it's, it's different than just saying, I'm going to create Microsoft or I'm going to create the next Uber or I'm going to create. So you could also do Uber a lot better. You could also do Microsoft a lot better. There'll be someone that does computers better than Apple soon. You know, like, I mean, it just happens. It's evolution of business. So you don't have to create the idea all the time. You can just take it and do it better than other people. And to do it better than other people, you start with that list we talked about. So, guys, we apologize for being away for a couple of weeks. We're back with a vengeance, ready to absolutely slay 2020 and crush through our goals. We hope that you uh, welcome us into your business and your uh, space between your ears. And this year, as we start to dominate our fields and dominate our goals and crush through those challenges that life gives us. So we appreciate you. Share this if it's of any value whatsoever. We got some big plans this year and um, yeah, happy you listened and appreciative. So appreciate you. Take care. Thanks guys. Bye.